you know about tragedy? You know about this? Shooting, 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 We'll kick off. Oh, open now if you're ready yeah, and comfortable. Absolutely. Let's, Easy. Let's get into it. Okay. Hey everyone, welcome to episode six. We're joined by PJ today. I want to start off on a bit of a sad note. Um, some of you may know this person, but recently um, one of my friends and one of the members of this community uh, unfortunately passed away. Um, so I'd like to dedicate this episode, um, to him. Um, I will keep you guys updated. We're likely going to try and do some things to try and support his family. Um, so, um, as more information comes out, I will keep you guys informed so you guys can get involved as well. And we can all try and reach out. Unfortunately, he had a heart attack, um, and, and passed away due to that. But yeah, welcome PJ. Thank you for coming today. We're excited to hear your your story. What do you have for us? Um, so just life experience, what I really love to do, like just how to maintain uh, mental health and like being a support network to other people from sharing your own experience as everybody's been through a lot and your own personal experience can come down to that as well. And everyone's, everyone's been through a lot in different situations, but you've got to look at it from everyone's perspective. So perspe- perception is a massive thing for other people. Mm. Um, so I've been through a bit. People I know have been through a bit, but it's perception. So regardless of being through something, even if it's at a different level, everyone still goes through it. So, um, mm. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I think, you know, it's important to be aware that it's not just you struggling because sometimes you can get into that mindset and mind frame. You're like, oh, look, my life is hard. My life is tough. And we spoke about it kind of on episode one where, you know, we're talking about how Ben works um, at a youth centre and it's like, wow, you know, even some of those kids are going through some terrible things that you just don't realise that sometimes people have it really bad. But, yeah, expand on some of the stuff that you've been through, some of your personal experiences that have challenged you and helped you to grow. Yeah. So, uh, where do I begin? Where do I begin? Um, so basically I grew up in Thornley. So close to Hornsby, just in and out with my parents. So we'd get a rental rent, come back home. Um, just like back and forth over a few years until we just decided to just lock base here with my grandparents actually here right now. So, um, it's quite fitting. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's just been, it's just been a ride, you know, going through school, so many different people you meet. Um, but yeah, like speaking on, friends passing and stuff we've been through a fair bit of tragedy at school so um one of my friends she got diagnosed with cancer um so it was a massive shock to everybody in the grade um and then they thought we could get rid of it by amputating a leg and that was just very it was, a, it was just very sudden and 
um, in sport classes at the time. I would spend a lot of time with her because at, at that point I had a broken ankle from a injury and we'd both be on crutches. We'd both do like crutch races and stuff. So like <laughs> that was that's a very fond memory that I have. And, um, mm. but yeah, unfortunately, um, October, 2015, she passed away and just didn't make it through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the whole grades just been through a bunch of tragedy. A bunch of parents passed away, especially one that was close to me. Um, but yeah, me and my dad walk outside. We go to the top of the street, and the top of my street in where I grew up, it's prone to accidents. So we go up, and there's a body bag, and I was like, "Oh, gee, that's that's a shock." Yeah, wow. we get back inside. My mum had this hunch on her. She's just frozen. She's just sat down on the couch and she's just like this. I'm like, mm. what's going on? She's like, we know that person. We know who's that. We know who that is. But we didn't actually know. And then my uncle gives me a call. He's like, oh, do you know this person? And I'm like, oh, boy. And so, yeah, that happened. We ran to the, like, side street. The whole street is packed with people. All my mates from school are there, so we just get into a group, just give us just a group hug around um, everyone and just hope everything will be okay. You know, it's a process, but that happened. And um, 2018 was a big one. Obviously, senior year, graduated then. And, um, I was on the PlayStation with my mates and we were just, we were like, oh, we'll get, let's go to Macca's for a um, Macca's one. Um, and they're like, oh yeah, sweet. Um, we like got our tracksuit on and like popped our sneakers on and stuff. And, um, we were about to go and we were all just like, you know what? I think we're too tired to go. So we just stayed on the PlayStation, just played. We heard this car rev past my cousin's house who was playing with us, um, through the mic and we didn't take notice to it at all. But, um, yeah, so we went to sleep. I woke up. I got woken up the next morning by my mum, and she's shaking me. She goes, "PJ, PJ, do you know this person? Do you know this person?" I'm like, "Yeah, dude, why?" And she goes, "I'm so sorry." And I'm like, "Are you kidding?" I got froze up. I froze up, mm. and I was just like, "What?" So we look on the new. We all look on like news pages. Accident in Thornley. Um. So it was one of the boys that were in my math class that used to hang out with a group of us. So it was a massive shock to me. So that leads to where I've dealt with that. Um, he was a really good football player. So every time I play, I have like superstitions about myself. So I always have my socks above my knees and like long sleeves usually regardless of the weather, just because just of like superstition. Um, but a massive, massive thing is for me that I wear wrist tape. I tape my wrists and I always write a little message to him on my left one because left side is where the heart is. And on my right wrist, I just write a message to myself just to push myself to play better every single game. Mm. Yeah, um, that's crazy. So, <laughs> but yeah. That's just a few... <laughs> few of the experiences you've been through but gosh yeah it's you know I grew up in 
Sydney as well, you know, but yeah. a lot of other people might not know. Like yeah. I grew up in um Taramara, which if you guys don't know Sydney that well, it's pretty close to um Thornley and you know, that area. It's a nice area to live and but sometimes, yeah, just a lot of craziness happens and mm. a lot of unexpected things happen and it's also a kind of close community because you've got so many schools in, in those different areas. So you often, like when you grow up in that area, you often have a lot of friends from from other schools because there's a lot of sister schools and stuff like that, just yeah, like absolutely. right by. But I'm sure each and every one of those experiences, and we'll get further into them on an individual level, but I'm sure each one of those experiences would have just been a lot for you to handle, a lot for you to process. But, you know, you you seem like you've been able to take some notes from each of those experiences and and use it to shape your life you know and the reason we got you on this episode is because you know before we've got athletes in terms of like at a professional level and stuff like that, I know you, you play football yeah, yeah but you know we wanted to get people from all different walks of life because you don't just play football do you know what I mean yeah. and so it's good to see a story from somebody else that's not in that specific sphere but to see the things that you go through and the things that you have to deal with, you know what I mean? It gives a picture and it, and it, and it tells a story of once again, it's not just people at a professional level that go through stuff. It's not just rappers that go through stuff. It's the everyday person. And we all know that, but it's, it's that importance of showing and telling the story of, a of, you know, someone who's, not in those particular atmospheres, but still has a lot to share and, and still has learnt a lot in, in their walk of life. Uh, I think if you let us know more about those events on an individual level in terms of just one story at a time and just some of the lessons you've learned and some of the things you've kept with you. I know that you kept, obviously, the stuff on your wrists and, and stuff like that to remember that. But, yeah, just go into it a bit more for us. Yeah, so just going through, like, all that tragedy and stuff um, through school just made me a stronger person, um, made me realise that you shouldn't take life for granted, um, mm. speak out about everything. So, like, that was one of my biggest tests at such a young age, from the age of 15 to 18 years old. So tragedy and high school was my biggest biggest test. And that's brought me out to be a better person I am today. More of my experience with my mental health side came after high school um, as well. But what I've learned through this experience from 15 to 18, don't take life for granted. Cherish every moment that you can be around somebody and just speak out about any issues um that you have because it's you know it's better to keep it out you know I recently um I didn't even know who this professional footballer was like for a college team in America um Katie Meyer her name was and I was just like just scrolling on Instagram and I saw I was like um rest in peace 20 uh, like 2000 to 2022 and I was like oh yeah. She's 22 years old and she was found dead in a um uni dorm and wow. they didn't yeah. um they didn't specify the um rip cause of death but um about a week later I um looked at it I think yesterday 
and they said it was a suicide. Her parents confirmed. So yeah, wow. that's the thing, you know, you could be playing a professional sport. You could just be doing your dream job or just grinding your life out. But if you don't speak out about anything or just keep it all bottled up inside you, that that's the cause of it. You know, mm. some people, mm. some people just see it as an easy, like as the way out. It's mm. not. There's so many ways around it. Like, you know, you have a life to live. You have, you know, your family behind you. You have your friends behind you. Like, it doesn't matter if you have one friend or 10 friends. Like, someone's always going to be there for you. Mm. Regardless mm. if yeah. you know them well or if you don't. Mm. Yeah, I think that's that's very accurate. And one thing that you said that stuck with me is that gratefulness, you know? You know, not being ungrateful for your for your different situations because I know that you've been in a couple of difficult situations, but you still have a very positive outlook on life. You're still, you know, very supportive and you know, you try to share a good message, a good story with people and try and encourage people in their own in their own journey. And that's something that we try to do as well on this podcast. But it goes to show that no matter where you're at in life, if you're everywhere you always dreamed of being, or even if you're not, you know, one thing that you have to try and learn is to be grateful so that you can enjoy your, your current situation. I heard, I heard something recently that was saying, you know, depression is, is living in the past and anxiety is, is living in the future. I'm not, a hundred percent sure how much I believe in that because I don't think it's as simple as that, but I think, you know, the real message there is just be grateful for the present and try and, you know, enjoy the present moment and realize that even though you might not be everywhere you want to be, it's just part of the process and all these, these challenges, all these things that happen, they just happen. And as weird as it may sound or as odd as it may sound, you have to try and, not let everything affect you personally, you know, like for example, you know, I touched on who we're dedicating this um, episode to and in the space of 15 minutes, you know, someone was gone. Someone that I've been speaking to that morning that, you know, I've grown to know quite well, someone that, you know, a lot of people that I work with know, obviously because the event actually happened in, in the workplace and 15 minutes is all it takes. You know what I mean? So it's about realizing that life is a struggle. You're going to have down days. You're going to have dark moments. It's going to be difficult and all that, but really your life can just change in an instant. Yeah. And you really have to make the most of it when, when you can, you know, take, take time off. If you need time off rest, if you need rest, no one's saying overwork yourself. But it's about drive, as we talked about in the last episode. Yeah. It's about having that drive mixed with that gratitude and, and trying to just improve your situations and taking either big steps but also little steps to just try and improve things. Yeah, exactly. Like that actually pushes me to my next bit of experience from the age of 19, I'd say, to even now. So I was in a relationship at that time um, things are going pretty smooth and like, you know, I was comfortable. It was nice. Um, and then my parents, um, decided to go overseas for their anniversary. And, um, 
they came back and bit of a shock, but they actually split as soon as I came back. So it was a massive mm. shock. I have two little brothers. Um, so they went to live with mum down here and I was living with dad. So, you know, that was a very, very big mental strain on me. Um, mm. my partner at the time went on her gap year to England. So I had a support network of about three or four people, but like I got into it with some other people, you know, like I used to work at Macca's. So that was, yeah, I made some really good friends. <laughs> <laughs> made some really good friends from there. Um, obviously, yeah. it's how I met you as well. Mm. Um, yeah. Through through the man himself. <laughs> Harry um, Burwood. The man, he is the man. Uh, he's one of the best friends I could ever ask for. So um, seriously, he's one person I'm absolutely grateful for. Um, but yeah, no, he's always there for me. He's one of my support networks. You know, he'd come up, he came up to my place a few times. We'd always hang out, um, down at Hornsby RSL, mm. like with a few mm. work guys and stuff. So, um, that was a massive support network. So yeah, after my parents split, um, having that support network, the decision to move out of the nest is, um, was a massive one. Dad, mm gave me an ultimatum. He was like, you can come with me to Sydney or you can stay on the coast because this is when we moved to the Central Coast as a family. Um, so I said, listen, my job's up here. I want to play football up here. And my friends are up here. So I'm going to take the decision to move into my partner's house at the time. So I was like, okay. We both agreed to that. And then I think, my mental health started going a little bit downhill and I wouldn't speak about it because I'd be focusing on making other people happy just to keep myself happy. Um, so yeah, obviously a year and a half went by. Um, my ex-partner decided that we needed to focus on ourselves and find ourselves and, you know, we're better off not together because, you know, we have both become the best version of ourselves outside of this relationship. And the breakup season was one of the most tough in my life. So I had to move out. I was sleeping at my mate's place for about a month and then lockdown hit. So I moved back here for three months. Um, I was locked behind four doors. I didn't want to come out of my room. I had food dropped to my t- dropped in front of my door. I'd open the door, eat my food, put it outside my door. It was as if I was quarantining for three months. My head was just all over the place. Um, I felt like I didn't have many people to talk to. Like obviously with my work and stuff, I didn't want to burden them. But that was probably one of my mistakes. And, you know, I can admit to my mistakes and I've worked on them. You know, I'm a very open book now. I'll tell anybody about anything that I've been through. So like that whole experience from my parents breakup to my own breakup to building myself back up, loving myself, like what I came back to from this experience, nobody's going to love you unless you love yourself. And you know, that's just, that's just how it is. It was nice being around my family for three months, but still I was locked behind the room. I 
didn't want to go out. I did go out like for walks and stuff with one of the guys from school, but it just, nothing was really happening for me. I just, it was dead rubber. But then um, end of lockdown, I got my own place on the central coast, back to work, love my job. I still love my job. Um, things can get really tough in there, but a few of the guys in there have a really, really good support system of just speaking to somebody. And then, um, yeah, so I went to the Gold Coast, so which leads to going to the Gold Coast for the first time, obviously since I was like eight years old, but I went with my auntie, so just to like visit my dad and see what it was like mm. up there because my dad and mm. my mum both live in the Gold uh, live in Queensland. Mum lives in Brisbane, dad lives on the Gold Coast. Um, so yeah, dad moved up there because my brothers are up there, be closer to him and stuff. Um, but yeah, so I went up, went out, had a good time, sat with my dad, had a chat with him, came back and I was like, wow, I think I need to make the sacrifice of moving, taking an opportunity to work in a different field where opportunities are endless start a new life and then yeah so i had a chat with him and he's like hey just talk to your manager see if we can get you a transfer at Foot Locker because i look that's my that's one of my passions fashion footwear football that's my three but mental health is like a massive thing for me so you know i feel like myself moving just for the work opportunity my mental health being back with my dad and just meeting new people. Like I was lucky enough when I actually came back, um, I actually met somebody who lived up there, but I didn't actually meet them in physical form. My dad actually um, used to live, like, well, they used to live next to my dad. It was their neighbor. So, and they're my age as well. So um, I said to dad, oh, give me, give me their number or something. And I just messaged him and, yeah, things are going really, really well. And um, she's an absolutely lovely person. I'm grateful to have her in my life because um, since she's been around, I've had a lot of turning points. I've gotten over a lot of things and I'm able to speak out about something so important. But yeah, um, had my trip up to the Gold Coast, came back last night. Very, very excited to film this. <laughs> um, but yeah, came back and working on my transfer today when I head up to work. So um, it's absolutely unreal. Things are happening really quickly, but it's at a really good pace being quick. So, you know, my whole experience from getting the first year out of school to now, it's just like, wow. It's wow. I've spoken up. I've grown so much as a person. I love myself. Mm, mm. Yeah. Getting out of school, you know, transitioning into what people call the real world is um, not always easy. You know, there's a lot of challenges, a lot of things that you've never really been prepared for, a lot of things that you never even expect to encounter, mm -hmm. a lot of people that you never thought you'd meet, a lot of things you never thought you'd do, you know? Like, I definitely think that moving to Queensland was not on the cards for you even a year ago. No, you know definitely I mean? not. And sometimes you feel you need to go. Sometimes a situation you're in feels kind of stale. I left, obviously, Sydney right after school and 
I thought that was something I needed to do. I don't know how much I like that decision, but yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah, but you know, it's, it's good to be able to say, okay, look, I'm a much changed person from when I was in school because we're in a difficult kind of age for people who have just finished school or just about to finish school all the way to people who've been out of school for a while. It's a transitioning age and you're going to find a lot of people that are still having that school mindset or mentality, you know, and, and operating in that same way. And, and you're going to find some people on the other end that are completely gone from that. You know, they've dissolved all that or, you know, left all that behind and, and moved to a new way of life. And it can be hard to find your own feet because you see some of what you, you may see the high achievers in terms of people doing well outside of school. And you're like, wow. I would like to do what they're doing, et cetera, et cetera. But then sometimes the people around you are the ones that don't really want to do much. And it can be hard because you're like, do I have to leave these friends behind to progress or, or what do I do? You know, there's so many different decisions and then coupled in with all the challenges that you've talked about. And then some of the few challenges that I've brought up in, in my life as I've talked across the episodes, but especially now the focus is on you because this is your episode. Mm. You get to see that it really is a challenge, you know, in those, in those years after you leave school, there's going to yeah. be so many things that happen. There's going to be so many things I've just said that you're not even prepared for. And so you really have to remember, okay, look, no matter what the situation can change, you have to keep on hold to hope. Hope is really important because it's very easy to lose hope and feel nothing is ever going to change. Mm -hmm. And definitely, I'm sure you would have felt that after you ended that relationship you were in. Do you know what I mean? I know that you really enjoyed that relationship and a lot of us that knew you were very happy to see you happy. And I've been through a similar thing where, you know, you're in a relationship and you're in it for a while. You think, okay, this is going to be the one where, you know, we, we take that next step eventually and, sometimes issues can just come out of nowhere and it's a real test on your character on on who you are and then when you lose that person I know especially how that feels when you say well I don't know who I can talk to about these kind of things mm. because guess who you were talking to about that before yeah your girlfriend do you know what I mean that's yeah, who you would exactly. go to that's who you'd be open with and so you're yeah. like well can I even talk to my mates because they don't know they weren't in that relationship. Like they don't know everything is very difficult. Yeah. And we talked about Harry Bell before he was personally someone who helped me a lot as well in yeah. my relationship messes, but yeah. <laughs> it's, it's about remembering even in those hard times that, you know what life is good and it's a struggle now. And I'm going to take my time off now, but we're going to, we're going to recover from this. We're going to come back better. And yeah. it's so good to see that, in your personal walk, you've been able to do that. You've been able to say, look, this is a struggle. You've taken the mental time off you've needed. You've, you know, had some alone time, some reflective time, some time where you've been able to say, okay, well, how do we progress? How do we move forwards? What can I do to make my situation better? And now you're taking those steps, you know, you're, you're doing things that are uncomfortable, but you're testing the waters. You're seeing what, what sinks and what floats and you're saying, well, what's next for me and my journey and how can I improve my life? And that's, that's super powerful that you're doing that. So I congratulate you for that. No, I appreciate that, man. Like, you know, 
just see like with that relationship you know i i I gave my all she gave her all and she it was more her side of it where she was like look i think we need to end things figure things out and you know i was want to wish her the best um because she is a good person you know even things when things got really bad when things got negative and stuff she's a good person in the end everyone everyone inside them is a good person and now i see like you know you said um people's mindset out of high school they still want to be that high school they still want that drama they still i experienced that with a few people that i know and it sucks to say it but it's like they feed off drama and there's no point anymore there's no point, you know, high school is for drama. You grow up, you experience that in high school. Even though drama is not a good thing, it's just, it's childish. But it's acceptable in high school because we're still growing up. But now mm. we're in the real world. We're trying to grind our life out. Literally, the last episode, it's all about grind. Mm. We're grinding our life out. We're taking any experience we can take, you know. Test, like testing the waters. Like I live on my own. I've learned so much independence. Now I'm moving back in with dad and I'm going to show that independence when I move up to Queensland to him. And he's going to be like, wow, I'm so proud of you. He's, he's a very, um, he's a very close figure to me. And so is my mom. I love both of them bits, you know, and just being able to be closer to them again in the same state. Mm. That's going to be awesome. Like, you know, all my friends that I have now and that I'm basically sacrificing this whole thing, you know, I'm going up to Queensland. I don't know anybody. I've got my dad, I've got my mum, my little brothers, my mum's partner and my partner. She's lovely. And that's my support network at the moment. You know, I, I don't have any friends up there. And you know what? That's gonna, that can change. You know, I'm going to start working at Foot Locker again up there, stay with the same company, build my rise, get full-time, get 2IC, get store manager, hopefully be an area manager one day because that's my passion. I want to continue playing football casually and having fun. You know, I love scoring goals, best feeling in the world. <laughs> <laughs> best feeling in the world. Um, but, yeah, um, on the coast, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Soccer Fives. So it's five-a-side football, artificial mm. turf, you wear your boots on it. So I played in three mm. competitions this year. Played in a mix. Why don't you invite me, bro? Wow. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> wow. You're a dog. I don't like you. Get up. No, no I played. I played. I play. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, yeah, no, we like had a mixed comp and then had a couple men's comps and stuff. But yeah, sometimes I play in a really rough manner. So just dangerous <laughs> in the last game. I kind of sent someone in for the fence, which I'm not very proud about. But uh, that Oh, happened. wow. Yeah, it was like a shoulder to shoulder, but I just put a little bit more malice into it. But I'm used to being thrown <laughs> into the fence. So we had um, we had a couple grand finals um, a couple of weeks ago. And um, in the semi, so we play a semi before the final. This is how finals mm. works in uh, fives. So we had the semi. 
we made it to the final via forfeit, but it was a good warm-up game. I scored a bunch of goals, got some film from that as well. So probably send that to you. I'll show you. Um, yeah, I saw some stuff on your um, story as well. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good. It's really, really good. But then um, the final started. So the final is actually a 10-minute game. So one half of football. Wait, no. Yeah, 20, wow. A 20-minute game, sorry. Okay. So like no breaks whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I get into it. My mindset's just like, let's win this. Let's win this. And this is a mixed competition. And um, so we get in. One goal from me. Drew a penalty. Made the keeper come out of his box. Scored the penalty. Got a ball from the back. Kind of did a karate kick into the net. We're 3-0 up <laughs> in the first 10 minutes. We're buzzing. Yeah. We are absolutely buzzing. I'm playing one of my best mm. games. Mm. Another thing. Another thing I can get into my head really easily. I was running with the ball right next to the fence. Got pushed into mm. the fence. I lost it. I lost my nut. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding? You really hurt somebody. And I just yeah. lost it. I was swearing off my head. Uh, I just walk off the pitch. And I'm just throwing the biggest fit because I was playing oh so well and my head was just gone. I knew as soon as I got hit into the fence, it was done. It was mm. done for me. So mm. I came off, um, taped my hand up because I was like bleeding from like here and I was like bruised here. Yeah, um, damn. Yeah, so the fences aren't fun. So I do feel bad for that guy I sent in there on on the Wednesday that week. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, that happened, and um, we ended up losing the final four, seven, uh, seven four. After being oh, th- after being three nil up, so after the game, oh, that's like, tough. I've been in three grand finals and I haven't won any of them. Yeah, God. So I was I was a bit emotional after that. I was pretty sad, but um, you know, it was good to get the emotions out. That's that's just shows how much passion you have for the game, mm, and just passion mm. you have in your life. You know, so yeah, but yeah, football. Yeah, it's good, but I guess that that next step is then how do you harness that in a better manner? Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I know exactly where you're coming from. I've had a few of those incidents yeah. where, oh, sometimes you're just balling, you're loving it, and then some one minor inconvenience or like, not minor inconvenience, but you know what I mean? Like something that it's like, okay, well, do I really need to get that mad? You're just allowed to get you mad and then you lose, you lose the game. Yeah. And that's, man. Another kind of aspect that we touch on in this show is just being able to keep calm under pressure and and harness that passion, but kind of, I guess, in an MJ way, and instead of, like, losing your head, just focusing, you know, and mm. just being able to just do what you need to do to get past those players and, and beat them and win instead of, like, yeah, because I've had a few of those reactions as well when you just get really mad and even, you know, sometimes... Okay, so we'll take it to the EPL level. You know Manchester United? Oh, boy. You know how, yeah, just struggling, right? Well, they don't really have a player that just gets fired up at the other players. I, you know, used to be that that player, you know. If I'm not happy with my teammates' effort, I'm not happy with how we're pulling together as a team. I just get really fired up and stuff like that. But what I had to try and realise is, okay, look, and I had people who taught me that it wasn't something I just woke up one day, but 
sometimes you just got to channel it in a different way. And, you know, some people don't respond well to that. Some people do. And it's about how you address your audience. It's about how you, you channel all those difficult emotions that, that can arise really fast and then use it to win. Because now I'm probably getting this wrong. So nobody get mad at me for this, but It's either emotion lasts for 1.5 seconds or 1.5 minutes. I think it's seconds. I've definitely got that wrong, but (laughs) I'm saying this for the overall point. Okay. I'm saying this for the, bear with me, bear with me. Mm. So basically let's just say, let's just say emotions last for two minutes. You guys can research this and come back to me and let me know. Okay. But basically an emotion, the actual emotion only lasts for a short period of time. Mm. Say it lasts for two minutes, right? Yeah then you have all the time after that to actually decide what you're going to do. That makes sense. Yeah. So if you just let that emotion come, like let that anger come and you're just like, Oh, I'm so angry. This guy pushed me into the fence. Oh God, I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. just try and like slow yourself down. Yeah. It's like process it and stuff like that, because it's a shame, man. You're winning that game. Yeah. When you're destroying that guy. And he got into your head because yeah, I've I know that as well. Yeah. I used to, but I think it's a young thing. Do you know what I mean? Like we're just yeah. so eager to prove ourselves. We're so eager to show that no, we are the source. We got the we got the the thing. Yeah, <laughs> we, we got are it. that we thing. Got yeah, we got that thing. You know, we want to show it off mm-hmm. and show. Look, we are this. We are that. But I think that next step of of evolution or self development is being able to say, okay, look you know what, like, I'm not going to give in to how this person is treating me. I'm not going to let this person affect me. Yeah. And I'm going to win regardless and win on my terms. And And it's more about me and what I'm trying to achieve with my team rather than them and what they're trying to stop me from doing. You know what I mean? Because games as well are a tough environment. I think a lot of people don't realize when you're playing football, you're actually going to war mentally with someone else. It's not just in the physical, you know, there's all these little matchups. There's all these little tic-tac fouls. And maybe like you might be running past someone gives you a little nudge and all these kind of things. And people are trying to get in your head, people are trying to get you mad. And, you know, in order to be effective, you have to kind of delay your gratification. Yeah. And that's something that's really important in life in terms of that instant gratification of just getting up someone and just be, ah, blah, blah. you know, <laughs> you can get sent off, you get, you know, yeah, it's the same thing. You know, that's that same gratification of you know talking to someone and, and and rushing things rather than making sure that you're building proper foundations and you're actually trying to learn and grow with this person and try and create something that's healthy. Mm. I think because we're so young, it's hard to say, okay, look, this is nice, but it could be better if I did it like this, yeah, you know, and with social media technology, a lot of people say our brains are being rewired. I agree to that to a certain extent. A lot yeah. of people say like our attention spans are getting shorter, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I think we have to be cognizant of the fact that we should delay gratification. Yeah. You know, in a financial sense, we talk about compound interest, but that actually is applicable to everything in our lives, right? So 
if I invest a thousand dollars now in 30 years, it has a higher potential to make me more money than if I just invested for 10 years. Yeah. Right. And so I do that now and sacrifice that a thousand dollars now for the benefit of my future. But it also becomes to relationships, you know, what behaviors, yeah. what, what ideals can I sacrifice in order to progress this relationship further? Yes. That's unreal. That's unreal. Just the way you yeah. see things. It's see, I'm even learning now. I'm even learning so much more now than I've ever learned through my life. You know, it's just a man to man chat. Just about life experience, mental health, our hobbies. Like that's just it's surreal, you know. Um speaking about actually like going back to that mental battle, the war, like war mental battle and physical battle with football. Let's bring it back to the APO level. Obviously, we're rivals here. Oh, good. We're yeah. And you wore that shirt on purpose. I did wear the shirt on purpose. <laughs> I let it slide this whole time. I saw it as a... See, that was me controlling my emotions and not, not just blasting you, not just getting angry. <laughs> but up on my wall, yeah, I'm coming right back that. at you. I see that. I yeah. see that. But you know yeah. what? I respect the history of Manchester United. I respect that they are known to be a bigger club than Liverpool. But looking at it now, we're the top, we're the top dogs at the moment. We are... Well, Man City are the top dogs. Nah, too many teams, bro. They don't have a striker. They don't have anything. We, see, that's the thing. Liverpool's run. Jurgen Klopp. So what? Like the way Liverpool is now. You know, Jurgen oh, yeah, Klopp. Yeah. Not buying so many stars. Like, I look at Man City. They buy their team. Like, they're not valid. You know, I respect Pep Guardiola as a coach. Just don't even go there. Man United, they're in a rebuilding phase. They're like Liverpool from when Luis Suarez left and in the process of getting Klopp and building, you know? I respect that United has to go through things. And, you know, obviously getting Cristiano back, that was that's a massive thing, but obviously... He's been trying. Yeah, he's, he's, old. he's old. It's sad. It's like this is the guy we watched growing up. You know, he that we thought could do anything. Yeah, he's, he's like I went to Real Madrid versus Manchester City in Melbourne in 2015. The place erupted when he scored. Like his physical form in person doesn't do anything justice. Like that is the be all or end all. Mm. You know, another experience in person. I went and watched Liverpool versus Sydney FC. Um. You'll never walk alone before the game started. Really heartwarming. Yes. Nah, I don't even bro, allow it. <laughs> allow it, bro. But, um, yeah, just really heartwarming. Always get goosebumps when I hear it. I love my club. And that's the loyalty, you know. My cousins are Manchester United supporters, so I always go over to their place. Yeah, they're good people. I actually <laughs> like your cousins. They're mad cool. But... Yeah. Um but yeah, no, I've got a fair few people around me who support United and, you know, I just say to them, I respect your history. You guys have the greatest manager of all time. And I'll say that, 
I'll say that. So Alex Ferguson is the greatest manager of all time. But Do you ever? This yeah. is kind of... Maybe you guys might think I'm weird for asking these kind of questions, but do you ever wish you could just live one day as as that person and not even control anything as they do, but just live through their lens and just see how they behave, see how they operate themselves? I would love to do that. And that is like an experience in itself, you know. The closest you can get is dreaming you're in that position while you're sleeping. But... Another thing with that, professional football is a mental battle in itself. Just the fame, the popularity. There was an um, ex-Liverpool player who signed for Bournemouth, Jordan Ibe, diagnosed with depression after getting transferred from Liverpool to Bournemouth and then getting dropped by Bournemouth. I don't even know if he's at a club now. But that, see, that, like, just because you're a professional footballer you're making the big bucks doesn't mean you're not going through anything, you know? Mm. For all we know, Ronaldo could be going into a depression. Depressive state well, now. Yeah. Probably if you play for Man United, you probably are depressed. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's you tough. Know, it's uh, tough. Yeah, it, no. It's sad. Mm. It, it is sad. Like, I don't like seeing, like, you know, as much as it, is good to see United drop on a on like the rival basis. I don't like to mm. see that. I look at their fans mm. and they're like, "Oh, give up." This mm. and that, and like, I like banter to an extent. Like, you can be like, "Oh yeah, Liverpool flogged his five 0 blah blah blah," and I was like really happy about that. But at the same time, it's just like, damn, the rivalries aren't close anymore. We yeah. have more of a rivalry <laughs> with Chelsea and. Manchester City at the moment. We're trying, man. We're trying. We're know. trying our best. But yeah, no, it's just... <laughs> no, I definitely respect the club and the players that they've brought up. Class of 92, Sir Alex Ferguson, Cristiano Ronaldo, Rooney. Like, some of these players are actually one of my favorite, like, a few of my favorite players, you know? Yeah, like, they were great players. Uh, a massive thing for me as well, Marcus Rashford feeding the kids. Like, how can you not love him? I don't care if I'm a Liverpool fan. I love that guy. Yeah, my brother was in England at the time. He got free Papa John's because of that one. No way. <laughs> he was so happy. Yeah. No way. He was so happy. Yeah. We love you, Marcus Rashford. <laughs> yeah, legit. Legit. But yeah, no. But no, nah, it's... um. Just touching back on what you were saying, and and I'll kind of expand more on what I think you were saying. You can correct me if I'm wrong. But you were talking about how, and we even talked about it earlier on in the episode, but yeah. I really want to expand on this point. You were talking about how people can look at footballers and think, you know, they have all this and all that. Or, yeah. You know, let's, let's even change it to anything. I always say ballet dancers. I know how it comes to my head, but ballet dancers, you know, people who have just done what they want to do, right? You always think, well, not always, but, a lot of people think, okay, look, they've done this and they've really achieved and, and they've really enjoyed this and, and we're so proud of them, but I wish I could have done what they've done and stuff. But really, you know, you have to try and stop thinking, I'll be happy when I get there. You know, the, yeah. the message of this episode is gratefulness. Yes. You know, and that's something that sends passing. That's one of the lessons we can learn from that. Um, 
and also from the experiences you shared and, and you've been able to get past and the experiences that have happened in your life and, and were very difficult and took you a while to get over, especially your breakup, mm. but you've learned so much of them, is you've learned as well, gratefulness. And so if we can really learn to be happy with where we are now, rather than thinking, nah, when I get this, I'll be happy. Nah, when I get this. Because really, sometimes when you get those things, they don't change your world as much as you thought they would. You know, and you don't just become a different person and people don't just say, oh, I love you now. Yeah. You know, and it's so easy to see because we see that people that we never knew, all of a sudden now they're a famous actor. Yeah. And now heaps of people love them. And so you think, oh, if I become a famous actor, it'll be the same, you know? But it's trying to have that gratitude of where you are now and, and understand that you're still growing. You're still developing. You don't have to have all the answers now. Yeah. If you're 50 and, and you're watching this, you probably, your time's up. I'm sorry, you don't have any more potential. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but you, yeah, no, I'm joking. Uh, rip dad. Rip, I'm joking. Rip my dad. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, my parents too. Sorry, your potential's gone. You had your time. What were you doing? No, I'm joking. Yeah, get but yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, like, for our younger listeners and for people around our age, you know, yeah. like, enjoy the moment. Be grateful and keep grinding keep believing keep hoping because the world is what you make it you're the captain of your own ship i think we will end on that note do you have anything that you would like to say um i'm just gonna send some love to people because you know um i really appreciate the support from not just you but from my parents my girl Michaela, I love you. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was funny. Um, my friends that are on the coast, my friends that are down in Sydney, you know, I'm just grateful for every experience that everyone has given me. And thank you for joining me on the ride. And it's been an absolute pleasure being on this podcast and speaking about my experiences. So much love to everybody and can't wait to see you guys soon. It's been a pleasure having you on as well, man. Thank you so much no, for, man. Love for coming. Love the experience. Mm. Legend. All right, man. All right, bro.